Is that the way you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him and said, if I said something wrong, then say what was wrong. But if what I said was true, then why do you hit me? Then Annas sent Jesus to Caiaphas, the high priest. Jesus was still tied. Somebody say Jesus was still tied. Come on, you take your seats today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First of all, what's up, Fresh Fire? Listen, I missed, I miss seeing all these beautiful places, all these beautiful faces in this space. So good, so good, so good. Well, it's February, and we all know that February is a month of love. It's a month of celebration. It's a month of celebrating a rich people and a rich heritage. But uh, this month is, is a little bit different because instead of black people celebrating the history, many black Americans around the country today are grieving. Many of us are grieving because we are living through yet another loss of another black man that died at the hands of police. Tyree Nichols from Memphis, Tennessee was brutally beaten on January the 7th of this year and he died three days later on January the 10th. And not only was Tyree beaten and killed, but the irony is that this occurred by the hands of his own people. And to make matters even worse, Tyree went to the grave not even knowing what he died for. As he is apprehended, he's scared and screaming four words repeatedly that will forever ring in my mind as Tyree pleaded for answers. Body cam records the altercation as Tyree tries to flee, but it's not what he did that sticks with me, y'all. It's, it's the four words that he said repeatedly that stick with me. I, I want to preach just for a few minutes from the subject in these four words, what did I do? What did I do? The reality is it's a question that most of us have asked ourselves at some point in our lives whether it was to the degree of Tyree, but at some point in our lives, we all have stopped and asked the question, what did I do? For the things that really didn't go right in our lives when we felt like we deserved better, but instead we look at the reality of our lives and it seems as though we got the short end of the stick and it leaves us scratching our head wondering, what did I do? 
Yeah, when when things in life really didn't go according to plan, it didn't go the way folk had prophesied it to you, it didn't go the way you wrote it down, it didn't go the way that you imagined. When things like that and life happen, it will leave you asking yourself, what did I do? What what did I do to deserve this? What did I do for God to allow this to happen? What what did I do for God to permit this to happen to me? Am I all by myself or has anyone else in the room or on the live stream ever asked the question, what did I do? Like, like many of us, we've asked this question looking for answers. Here it is in our text today, Jesus has an uncomfortable encounter with people, with people that are in authority. Yeah, they have, they have arrested Jesus now on trumped up charges, and they have questioned his character and his integrity. And not only have they accosted Jesus, but, but then they assault him for simply asking the question. The question that he asks is the question that we're asking today. What did I do? Jesus is asking because Jesus did nothing wrong. Listen, why, why did you pull me over? What did I do? Why, why did you stop me? Why did you hit me? Why did you hurt me? Why do you hate me? What did, what did I do? Yeah, the, the leaders asked Jesus about his teachings in the beginning of the text in verse 19. And Jesus tells them by the time we arrive in verse 20 that uh, I, I followed the rules. In fact, I, I taught in the temple, Sharita, where I was supposed to, where, where the Jews all gather for prayer and for, and for worship. Jesus says, I haven't, I haven't done anything in secret. I, I've been open and I've been honest about my work and what it is that I'm called to do. So I need you to tell me what, what did I do? The, the reality is right here in this text is that the only thing that Jesus is guilty of is exposing the truth. That's, that's the only thing that Jesus is guilty of is exposing the truth. And so when we look at verses 21 and 22, it's, it's a question that results in Jesus's assault. And I believe that they assaulted Jesus because they didn't have a real answer for him. Listen, folk will always get upset when they don't have the right answer for you. And I need you to understand today that whenever people are corrupt, it's easy it becomes easier for them to evade an answer rather than speaking and standing in the truth. It, uh, people that are corrupt, it becomes easier for them to evade the truth or sit in silence when it comes to speaking truth to power. And, and if you know anything about Jesus, if you know anything about, about my Jesus, Jesus is, is absolutely perfect. Uh, he, in fact, Jesus didn't come to create tension, but Jesus came to solve it. Yeah, yeah. But, but to people, uh, especially those in authority, they, they didn't see Jesus that way. Uh, and in fact, the way that Jesus handled things once Jesus got on the scene, it made people uncomfortable. 
Yeah, the way Jesus was operating, it made people uncomfortable. They, they were uncomfortable because they, they saw Jesus as a threat to their institution and their reputation. I, I want you to get this. Jesus, Jesus wasn't willing to play politics. Jesus wasn't willing to compromise his call for collateral. Jesus wasn't willing to jeopardize his purpose for position or for perks. And it was his noble mission to do what was right in the eyes of God. But doing right sometimes in the eyes of God can oftentimes leave people bothered. Yeah, it leaves people bothered. And, and this bothering that people were beginning to feel, it made Jesus a target because Jesus was now being perceived as a threat. So they arrested Jesus because they, they were threatened by him. What, what, what can be said as Jesus has done nothing wrong? And so this, this brings me to my first revelation today, because what I've discovered, Reverend Aletha, is that sometimes you can find yourself in trouble when people are threatened by you. Yeah, you, you can find yourself in a whole world of a mess when you've done nothing wrong simply because people are threatened by you. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. You, you heard it right. You can find yourself in trouble when people discover that you are a threat. Yeah, when you, when you are a threat, you become a target. Yeah, when, you, when you're a threat, you, you become a target. Expect trouble. Expect trouble. When people have been threatened by you, Jesus isn't being difficult. He's not being uncooperative. All he simply asked uh, is what it is that he did. And he's asserting now his legal right. But but the people, they don't they don't like Jesus. Have you have you ever asked yourself why why people don't like you? Have you have you ever asked yourself what a. What would make a person that you've, you've done nothing to despise you? What, what would make a person that you've done nothing to lie on you? Uh, and here, here's what I've discovered. I've discovered is uh, that the reason why people constantly attack you, it's, it's because they're aware of what's on the inside of you. Any, anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, you, you can always expect a little bit of trouble, and that's how you know when you are a target. Listen, folk have identified something down on the inside of you. And it's so funny because oftentimes people that are threatened by you, they, they're aware of the potential in you that you aren't even aware of. Yeah, they, they see something in you that you don't even see in yourself. You wonder why the attack comes. You wonder why the arrows come. You wonder why the target comes. It's from nothing that you did. It's simply because of something on the inside of you. They, they see something in you that you don't see. They they see something that God gave you that they don't have. And so listen to me, you, you did nothing wrong. It wasn't anything you did for them not to like you. It wasn't anything that you didn't do that warranted it, the attack. It's just because of who you are. It's just because of the glory and the goal and the kingdom currency that God has placed on, on the inside of, of you. Maybe, maybe you've had to face that kind of trouble, not because of you, but Maybe you became a target because people have been threatened by the God in, in you. Jesus asked the question, what did I do? They questioned Jesus. And for every question 
that they asked Jesus, they got an answer. But then Jesus now asks the question, and he never gets a response. Can I just pause right here just for a minute, y'all? Because uh, I this, this messed me up, uh, especially when they thought that Jesus was being sarcastic, and so they they slapped him. My gosh, listen, do you do you have any idea what I would have done if I was standing there and they slapped my Jesus while I was standing there? Do y'all have any clue what would have went down if they would have slapped Jesus right in, in my face? But Matthew 25, 40 puts it like this, that whatever you have done unto the least of these, so have you also done unto me. They hated Jesus because they couldn't control him. I need you to understand how this thing is going to work for you and your life and the way that this thing is set up, which brings me to, to point number two. Uh, when, whenever you're willing to stand out, you, you won't fit in. Yeah, when, when you stand out, you, you won't fit in. Have, have, you, have you ever walked into a room, a room that's full of people, and you, you still feel out of place? Anybody ever felt like that? Have you, have you ever walked into a space of familiar people and you still feel like you don't belong? Here, here's the word today, because fitting in is played out. Trying to fit in is, is played out. I, I, used to, I used to hate to stand out. I used to hate to stand out. But what God has been showing me is that it's okay to be an anomaly. It, it's okay to stand out. Listen, you, you don't have to fit in. Understand, you not fitting in is a part of the call. You, you weren't called to fit in. That's not your call. That's not your purpose. That's not your assignment. You've been trying to show up in spaces and be the status quo. When God says, I put something on the inside of you that actually was meant to separate you. you. You've been going in, falling into spaces where you've been trying to adjust. I, I don't ever needed you to adjust to anything. I, I needed them to adjust to you. I, I needed you to walk in spaces that you own. I needed you to walk in spaces and you shift. I needed you to have conversations that, that you could turn around. Listen, you, you weren't created to stand. Uh, you weren't created to fit in. You were created to, to stand out. Understand that fitting in is isn't your charge. Fitting in isn't your call. Fitting in isn't your assignment. Fitting in isn't your purpose. Fitting in is not your birthright. God has called you now to stand out. Greater is he that is in me. So if there's something that's great in me, I've, I've got to show up and let the greatness manifest. I, I've got to be willing to stand up in spaces and let greatness flow from me. I've got to be willing to speak words where greatness will flow out of me. I've got to be willing to touch things where greatness will begin to come from me. Yeah, when you stand out, you won't fit in. I, I'm talking to somebody that has gotten so comfortable 
comfortable with trying to be accepted, has gotten so comfortable with trying to get people to like you, to accept you. God said, what I have called you to, what I have placed and deposited on the inside of you. Listen, it's going to require you not to sit down. It's going to require you to stand up. And when you stand up, you can't stand up any kind of way. Because when I stand you up, I'm going to stand you out. Yeah. Fitting in, it's played out. Listen, fitting in was last season. Fitting in was last season. Fitting in was last season. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 Fitting in, it's just not your mantle. Fitting in, it's just not your charge. Matter of fact, can I go all the way there with you? Because the truth of the matter is uh, that you don't even possess the type of characteristics to fit in in the first place. You, you've been trying to adopt stuff that God has not even put on you. you. You've been trying to operate in stuff that God has not even given you. Yeah, you haven't been created to, to fit in at all. You've been created to, to stand out. God says, listen, even the character that I gave you, it, it was never meant for you. It was never designed for you to try to be something that you aren't. It was meant for you to be you. I I need you to stand out. I don't need you to be anybody else. I need you to be you. And you can't be you by fitting in. You can't be you by sitting down. You can only be you by standing up. And when you stand up, I'm going to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even believe, I even believe that if you're hearing this message right now, it's because you don't fit in. You're hearing this message right now because because you don't fit in. But where we have gone wrong is that some of us, some of us, some of us have chosen comfort over courage. Some of us have chosen comfort over courage. And, and as a result of wanting to be comfortable, Rather than being courageous, we've we've gotten associated with the very things that God has called us to to disseminate. Yeah, y'all y'all with me? Uh, in other words, the very systems that we play into was the very thing that God had purpose for us to dismantle. The very stuff that we walk in and fall apart of was the very thing that God needed you to go and disband. Yeah, as a result, we've been we've been operating in spaces, we've been operating in places that we have gotten comfortable with the association when the real call on our lives was to walk in this space and assassinate the very thing that doesn't bring God glory. Where, where have you been operating, beloved? Where And instead of you setting some stuff on fire, you, you've gotten stuck. Instead of you setting some stuff on fire, you, you've gotten comfortable. We, we have traded in our comfort for our courage. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you this, though? Things, things won't really begin to happen until we become uncomfortable with being comfortable. Yeah, this, this season is what you need to own. You need to own that. I'm, 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 I'm okay getting uncomfortable with being comfortable. Do you understand what you will accomplish the minute that you get uncomfortable with being comfortable, 
Do you, do you understand where God will take you the minute you accept that? Who am, am I talking to anybody today? Do you, do you know what God will do the minute you get uncomfortable with being comfortable? Do you, do you know the people that God will have you speak to? Do you know the folk that God will bring you into relationship with? Do you, do you know what God will do the moment that you get uncomfortable with being comfortable? Are you willing to speak truth to power? Are you willing to speak truth even in the face of adversity? We, uh, we know how the story ends. I want to give you this, this last point, and I'm, I'm through. We, we all know how the story ends with Jesus. After they've arrested him, it's not Easter, so I'm not going to take y'all to the cross just yet. We're we going to hold on just a little while, but we, we know how the story ends for Jesus. But here it is, because the way that it ended for Jesus is why it's going to end different for you. This last point I want to give you is about the cost of your capacity. The cost of your capacity. There's always a cost that is associated with your ability. There's always a cost that is associated with your oil. There's always a cost that is associated with what it is that you have been purposed and created to do. There, there's always a cost. But I want you to get this, because whenever God has gifted you with something, there, there was a cost that was paid. But the cost that was paid, Jesus has paid it all. Can we look at verse 24, and let's get on up out of here. Verse 24 puts it like this. It says, after all of this, then Annas said, sent Jesus to Caiaphas, the high priest. But Jesus was still tied up. And I want you to get this because Caiaphas was now the man that decided uh, that Jesus would, would die to be uh, to, in order to deliver the nation. But here it is now because Jesus was tied up. Jesus paid this price for us. Jesus goes into Calvary, goes up to the cross in bondage. I want, I want you to get this because there was a price that was paid. There, there was a cost that was bought for your ability, for your promise, for your gift, for your anointing, for your next level, for your family, for your finances, for your next generation, for your mind, for your spirit, for your children, for your children's children, for your business, for everything that God is doing in you. Jesus paid the price. They took Jesus all bound up. just so that we can walk in freedom. You don't know nobody nothing because Jesus paid it all. And if Jesus paid it all, the Bible says that they Annas now sends Jesus to Caiaphas 
while he's tied up. <laughs> Anybody in the room glad for Jesus? That everything that should have been on me, God, you, you put it on you. Everything that the enemy wanted me to carry, God, you are now carrying it. And so now my capacity begins to enlarge because, God, you've already paid the cost. And so now if Jesus was bound, then that means that there's nothing holding you. If Jesus was tied up, that means now that you have been set free. Jesus died so that you could live. I started, I started, I started this message by asking the question, I'm, and I'm done. I started today's message by asking the question, what did I do? But I want to end the message by asking, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you going to do with everything that Jesus took on? with everything that Jesus was tied up with? What are you going to do with the freedom that Jesus has given? What will you do with this year that you've been given? What will you do with the children you've been blessed with? What will you do with the information that you've been told? What will you do with the gifts down on the inside of you? What will you do with the concepts, the ideas, and the strategies that God has given you? What will you do with the voice that's been given to you? God says, I come that you may have life. That you may have life, I love this translation, to the fullest. What did I do? And this season needs to become, what am I going to do? This cost for your capacity has been enlarged. Will you continue on even in the face of a threat, even in the face of a perceived target, what will, what will you do? Come on and stand to your feet today. We take this moment now.